Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for tuning in. Direct your friends, family, neighbors, strangers even to pathtozion.com and Path to Zion podcast. Search it within YouTube. You'll see some videos, some new. Um, We did a couple last week, a two-part series about um, Pentecost. Feast of Weeks, Shavuot, the ties between Exodus chapter 19 and Acts 2, and uh, check that that out if you have not as of yet. Thank you for listening today. Listen, I just turned this on spontaneously for a little peek into my life. I'm driving out to work. It is supposed to be crazy hot today here in the southeastern United States. Man, pushing 90 degrees. Uh, the first week of June. Um, hopefully things are well where you are. Circumstances, ah, let them be what they are. The world's going crazy. You know what? That's why it actually matters to not live within the confines of the pattern of the world. Right? If you are in the the dominion, the the rulership, the authoritative system of darkness, friends, you're going to have a real problem in days ahead. If you are operating in your mind the meditation of your heart upon the governments of men, the kingdoms of men, politics, culture, current events, if that consumes you, friend, I'm telling you, you're going to have a real issue in days ahead. It's time to come out from among them. The best we can. Are we still within in measure? Yes, I am. I have made drastic measures for myself and my household to physically come out, to come out according to our lifestyle, our ties, our allegiance, to the best of our present ability, really, or perhaps at the very least, our willingness to come out to the extent that we are prepared and ready to do, we have done. But there's always a drive to come out further. From from our outside, external living, what we do, what we watch, what we hear, what we ingest, and what is the posture of our inner man? What are we captivated by? What are we giving our attention to? How much information are we, with intent and purpose, ingesting every day within the patterns of the world and the systems therein? We are living according to a kingdom that is not set up in the here and now as a governmental authority in the sense of a natural kingdom. We know that that's what everyone of the age of Yeshua Messiah, when he was the Emmanuel present physical form, everybody was crying out for a natural king to set up a natural kingdom. We are still in that age. Yeshua is still ruling and reigning in places that cannot be set up as a city with natural boundaries. It's an inward reality. It is a set course 
to live within the confines and boundaries of the people of God through the Son as our example. In His image, in His likeness, according to the commands of the Father, fueled by the Holy Spirit, sent two men to walk within the governing authority of a kingdom that cannot be seen, yet now is. Same principle in the here and now for for you, for all of us right here in, in the year 2020. Oh, this morning, I'm, I'm listening to some music as I drive out to work. And I, I heard this song. I've heard it several times now, of course. and um, It's one of these things. It's a, I say a record. Most people will be like, well, what's that? It's a, <laughs> it's a digital recording consisting of several tracks of songs. And one of the songs I really like, it's talking about just being available. It's this woman singing, singing to the Creator, saying, you know what, I'm available. All that I am. Take my life. Be my everything. The theme is very simple. I'm available. I'm presenting myself as a living sacrifice. But there's a, there's a, 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 a lyric within the song that every time I hear it, I just kind of, oh, man, I just, ah. I know what they mean, but I don't like that. And what she basically says, and I can't quote it, I don't think. But basically she says, to the one who rescued my life, to the one who saved my life, nothing is a sacrifice And every time it comes to that part in, the, in that song, and I know I'm hard, I know I'm a critique of every single thing I hear and I say. Listen, I just want to be a man who, who believes what I'm saying and lives what I say. That even if I don't live it, yet it's true, I want to sing it in faith and in expectation that, you know what, this is still true. Oh God, birth this in me if this is something I'm saying Yet it's still in the not yet in my life personally. But may we be found singing what is true, saying what is true, declaring out of our mouths, even in in a song that we would say, well, it's just a song. I'm just driving in my truck. What's the big deal, Joel? (laughs) It's just a matter of scrutinizing the activity of our life, of our heart, of our mouth. That what I'm speaking, what I'm singing, what I'm saying is in fact true to the best that we can without being so ridiculous we get stuck and we can't even move or live and breathe. I get it. Everyone's different. It's okay. But when she says that line, to the one who gave me life, nothing is a sacrifice. And so I just put that towards you. I set that in your direction. I place it on a little pedestal before you, and I put a little spotlight on it, that little line. To the one who gave me life, nothing is a sacrifice. And I just click on the light, and I ask you to look at it, and what is your opinion? What do you think? 
What do you think about the, the principle, we'll say? And again, I'm admittedly dissecting a mere line in a song. I know, I am, yes. But I'm just asking the question, is that in fact true? Is the premise that because of everything that Yeshua Messiah has done for me and the exuberant love, the act that he did, uh, that he accomplished, the denying of himself, the laying down his life, all that Messiah did that we know of and the bazillion things that we know not of, because of his immense love and all that he's done for me, it's easy for me to give him my life. It's easy for me to give him my everything. Because of everything that he's done for me, nothing is a sacrifice really because it's easy because of all that he's done for me. It's easy. That's what it's saying. Nothing, nothing is a sacrifice because of my perspective of all that he has done for me to rescue me, deliver me, save me, change me, recreate me. Now I get what the song is saying. I understand. that That's basically what I'm saying just right now in the preceding minutes. I understand what they're saying. Could we not say that what they really mean, their intent behind that lyric specifically is by comparison, nothing is a sacrifice compared to what the Messiah has done for me. In light of all that Yeshua, the God-man, did for me, man, nothing I can do can compare. Now that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. By comparison, what I would call a living sacrifice is pale, small, minimal, in many ways compared to the sun. In the sense of what I have done in my imperfection versus what he has already done in his perfection. But as I say that, I'm feeling like critiquing some more. Let's go, let's go, let's get on the elevator and push the button and go down two more floors, shall we? Okay, so that is in fact true. When you put my life beside the life of Yeshua Messiah, the Son of God, comparatively, what I have laid down and submitted to deny myself, to deny my will, in comparison with what He has done, no, it's, it's just not even on the same page, sacrificially speaking. It's true, right? It's true. But again, the second floor down, another two floors down, I, I would say in this moment, this is what I'm thinking. I'll put it out as a question. But should that be true? Should that be the case? Now it is, yes, it is. He was perfect. He lived a life as a suffering servant to perfection only speaking the Father's words and performing the Father's actions that he heard, that he saw. 
He was the personification of the suffering servant. Denial. Perfection. Spotless, blameless, without blemish entirely. True, yes, amen. But is that not the same demand that's upon me now? Is that not the same expectation? Let's be honest. Well, let's see, our, our human tendency is to push straight into, well, but we know we won't. Our humanity, our flesh man side, if you will, wants to just hit the gas and go straight to, well, we know we won't. Well, we know we'll fall. Well, we know we won't always be obedient. Now, I'm not negating that that's not true. I don't live in some false reality where I think I will never sin again or I will, I will go the rest of my days living differently than, than the perfection of the Son. I know that. I'm, I'm a realist. I don't have a problem admitting that. But is not the same living sacrifice call what we should be giving ourselves to expecting as normal for us in our life, post-Messiah, post-new creation reality? I mean, isn't the same demand, if you will, upon us that was upon the Son? Especially now, in the here and now, with the heart exchange indwelled by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit now empowering us and giving us unction to what? To walk in the same manner as Yeshua the Son. To do what He did and even greater. So as I continue to just dissect this line that to the one who gave me life, nothing is a sacrifice, I just, I just can't wholeheartedly give myself to that as true, as a principle for my life. But what do I mean? It should be a sacrifice nonetheless. Look at Paul's teachings. Was Paul having to beat himself into submission? Was Paul having to die daily? Was Paul having to abandon his ways, his will, his own desires, his credentials, his image, his entire identity? The thorns in his flesh, the thorn at least in his flesh, the mysterious thorn, well, what are these things? These are things that must be sacrificed upon the altar of our life. As I have said recently over the last four or five weeks, and it, it bears mentioning every time I turn this on, if we land anywhere in the vicinity, is Yeshua Messiah did not come and eradicate and remove the sacrificial system. I think this is such a key for us to think correctly towards this. He didn't remove the sacrificial system. He moved it inward. He moved it in to men, into regenerated Christ men. The living sacrifice. The sacrificial, the sacrificial system was in no way abolished. It was heightened and elevated. Like I'm always saying now, since the Lord started shining a light on His feasts, on Sabbath, and, up, and into the 
understanding of returning into being his people again. The laws, the demands upon men after Messiah came, fulfilled the perfect will of the Father, accomplished everything as the pure and spotless Passover lamb, purchased humanity, Gentile, to come in and be who they never deserved to be, and for Israel to embrace their Messiah, to embrace their Savior. All these things were completely accomplished and fulfilled in Messiah. To purchase us the ability to be filled with Holy Spirit and walk out the commands of God, to do as He has requested and, and, and desired man to do with a heart of obedience, and guess what? It will cost us greatly. It will cost us. It will be a sacrifice. It has to. It has to be a sacrifice. Now, I understand what the song is saying. I do. Well, you're just missing the point, Joel. No, I understand the premise, which is by comparison, anything that I can do would be lesser than the perfect son in all of the works that he perfectly executed on my behalf. Yes and amen. But... Also true, it should look the same. It should look the same. Now, we've got to raise our expectation. We've got to raise our trajectory of what we're aiming for. The ho-hum, well, I'm just man. I'm just a sinful man. Man, that's got to be old news for the church. That should be nowhere in the vocabulary of the God-man. Now, Christ's men. Walking in the likeness of the Son, becoming sanctified, changed, holy as He is holy, pursuing righteousness, righteous deeds, consecration. This should be our, our goal. Not merely, well, nothing's a sacrifice compared to what Jesus did. Let's just do the best we can. And if we're not careful, any one of us can fall prey to that mentality. Well... We're just fallen flesh and bone. That is to be my former condition, yes. That is my Gentile reality, but guess what? That's no longer who I am. I am now in the image of the great high priest, the rabbi, teacher, king of all kings. The image of the son, the, the image of the perfect slain lamb. So let's raise our, our uh, expectation, shall we? Let's exalt and properly set our goals to say, you know what, this is going to be a sacrifice. By comparison, no. But also, yes. Because the same standard is now upon me because I now walk as he walked. The same power that indwelled Yeshua Messiah on the earth that, that fueled him to walk perfectly before the Father is now within me. I should look the same. I should be free from sin the same. The expectation is just too low. Let's just be honest. 
The problem is not that we are not empowered the same as the Son or don't have the same access to the Father. He was the firstborn of many brethren. He said to go do what I've done and even greater. We, however, say, well, by comparison, I'm just nothing. Well, let's just get to a point where we at least begin to give ourselves to say, you know what, maybe that's just not true. Maybe that's merely excusatory. So friend, if you are pursuing Christ's likeness, I mean for real now. I'm not talking about just casual Christianity where you go to a discipleship course and go to church. I am not talking about that at all. I'm not talking about you You asked Jesus into your heart in 1987. I'm not saying that either. I'm talking about a moment-by-moment dependence upon the Holy Spirit to give you utterance, to bring you conviction, to change you, to undo you, to empower you to speak the Word of God through the power and word of your testimony to any any other person that might be fertile ground that God himself leads you to. I'm talking about an ongoing, vibrant spiritual life. I mean vibrant now. Is your walk with Messiah vibrant? That's our call. That's the normal. That is what we have been empowered to be. So with that, that being said in closing... It should cost us everything. It will cost us. It will be a sacrifice. If we're really walking in the image and the likeness of the Son, then it will cost us just like it did Him. How did Yeshua Messiah learn obedience? The Scripture tells us clearly clearly through the things that He suffered. Denial of self. Sacrificial living. Messiah was the first living sacrifice, and now we walk in his likeness, in his shadow, in his carved out way, and it must look, it must look the same. It will cost you everything, friend. It will cost you your family, your friends, maybe your business. Your reputation, ah, gone. How you look in front of others, insignificant. How many friends you have, well, you better not care. You get what I'm saying. Your comforts, your desires, your successes, your name, no, all have to go and get lost into the sun. That is, in fact, the call of being a living sacrifice. So, friends, chew on that, won't you? By comparison, yes, we could all agree quickly and easily. By comparison... Yeah, my sacrifice pales in comparison to the perfect one of the slain lamb. Yes and amen. But it doesn't have to. It's not supposed to. (laughs) It should look the same. Oh man, may it look incrementally more and more like the pattern of the sun as we are changed. Sanctified into his likeness for the rest of our days. So friends, give yourself to it. Count the cost. Count the cost. Let things go, add things in. Make the exchange, the exchange life. I'm telling you, how many times do I turn this on and say, if I was going to write a book right now, it would be called The Exchanged Life, where you surrender everything you want to do and you lose it into 
Yeshua the Messiah. He is our hope. He is our salvation. He's our deliverer. He's our great high priest. And he himself was the perfect slain lamb, the perfect living sacrifice so that you can come in after him empowered by Holy Spirit to walk as he walked. Amen.